Welcome, I'm Nestor Flores, the pastor of Dayspring Church in Mission Hills, California. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. I want to invite you to learn more about Dayspring Church by visiting our website, dayspringmh.org. We trust that if you open your heart, God will speak to you and you'll know how to live a life with God at the center that will result in a blessed life. This message will inspire, build your faith, and help you to know God better. Enjoy the message. Good morning, everyone. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Can we give God a hand? Praise. Hallelujah. God is so wonderful. God is so good. Uh, And we are so blessed to be in the house of the Lord. I have been given the awesome assignment to come and preach the word of the Lord. For those who don't know me, my name is Manolo, and I'm one of the pillar pastors here at Dayspring Church, and I'm so blessed to be able to bring the word of the Lord. And I pray that I will be able to convey what God has placed in my heart. As you know, Pastor Nestor is not with us. He's at La Iglesia filling in. So uh, he's, uh, he's preaching out there. So let's, let's pray for him that God would use him in a mighty and special and awesome way that people will come to the knowledge and the understanding of who Jesus Christ is. Amen. Praise God. Well, when you walked in, you should have received an outline. If you didn't receive an outline, just raise your hands and uh, the ushers will come by and hand you uh, an outline. Praise God. There's a few. My sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, they're in charge of the ushers, so they're going to come and give you an outline. Praise the Lord. But before we get started in the Word, amen, what do you say we pray and ask the Lord that He would move and bless us this morning? Amen? Let's pray. Father, Lord, we just love you. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us to this place to be able to be in your presence, God, to be able to be in your power, in your glory, God. We love you and we thank you, Lord. We pray, God, that this word will come alive in our hearts, our minds, God, that you will touch every soul, every heart, every mind, God, that your word will transform our lives in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Can you say amen? Amen. Praise God. Well, today is the first uh, Sunday of the month, and after uh, the sermon, we are going to partake and participate in communion as well. So prepare your hearts. We are going to participate in communion. There in your outline, uh, James chapter uh, 4, verse 13. I don't know if they're going to put it up. It says, Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town, and spend a year there, and trade, and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time, and then it vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live, and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whosoever knows the right thing to do, and fails to do it, For him, it is a sin. Turn around to your neighbor and tell him, God has the best plan. God has the best plan. You know, in our verses, James counsels against the foolishness of making plans without the consideration of God's will in the matter. And all James is saying here is that you and I can make plans we wish to make. But God always has the final say in the matter. And when we learn his plans for the situation, 
And when we make plans based on his plans, we find out that God has the best plan. You know, we as human beings, we like to make plans, don't we? But have you ever thought that God might have a better plan? You know, this past year was a year of canceled plans, canceled events. The NBA was canceled. The Olympics were canceled. Weddings were canceled. Birthday parties were canceled. Honeymoons were canceled. And this pandemic revealed a lot of things. It revealed the dysfunction in our families. You thought your marriage was on the rocks, but it was really on the rocks. Praise God. And it revealed a lot of things. It has revealed our love for one another. It has revealed our love for our church. And it has revealed our love for God. You know, a recent study in in Christianity Today said that 30% of those who left during the pandemic will not be returning. That's a staggering number. You know, I may not like this pandemic. I may not understand why God permitted it. But I believe that God has the best plan for my life, for my family, and for my church. Because God has the best plan. In Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9, there it says, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his what? His steps. You know, it's often said that when we make plans... God laughs. And sometimes we make plans without considering God at all. Hello? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? But at times we think our plans make sense with what we think God wants in our lives. But if we haven't consulted God without, uh, with our plans, chances are that God has something bigger and better for each and every one of us. Right. Now here's some examples from the scripture. When Peter and the others had, had fished all night without catching a single fish, Jesus told them to go out to the deep water that they would catch fish. You know, Peter's plan was to forget fishing for that day and go home. But when he obeyed the Lord, he found out that God had the best plan. So much so that when they, when they cast their nets and they brought them up, they caught so much fish that the boat almost capsized. God has a better plan. When, the, when Jesus told his disciples that he was going to die, Peter rebuked the Lord in Matthew chapter 16. Peter thought that he had a good plan. But when Jesus went to the cross and paid our sins forever, Peter found out that God had the best plan. When Goliath saw David to meet him in battle, the Bible says that he had plans to kill David and to feed him to the carcass and, and spread his his. His, his body in the fields. But when the stone sank deep into Goliath's forehead and he fell dead to the earth, David found out that God had the best plan. How many know what I'm talking about? You know, when the Israelites sent the spies into Canaan and they saw giants that lived there and they came back and they told Moses, Moses, there's absolutely no way that we're going to be able to conquer this land. You know, they made plans to find themselves a new leader and go back to Egypt. But over the next 40 years, as they died one by one in the wilderness, they soon found out that God had the best plan. Praise God. Amen. God has the best plan. 
Proverbs chapter 16 verse 1 says we make our plans, but God has the last word. You know, God told Jeremiah, the nation had fallen into apostasy and, and God told Jeremiah that he had not forgotten about his people. And if they were to repent and align themselves with God's plan, God would bless them. And in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, which can be applied to us this afternoon, God tells Jeremiah, for I know your plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope for the future, praise God. Amen, let's give God a hand, praise Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, there in your outlines. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails in it. You know, life is unpredictable. Can I get an amen? Amen. There are ups and downs along the ways. Many of us want to trust God. When times are good, it can feel easier. But when times feel difficult, it's, it's even more important to trust God. You know, God's unchanging character can give us a firm foundation when things feel unsteady and uncertain. And life can be going smoothly for a season. I mean, your job is satisfying Your friends and your family are enjoyable. Your goals and your finances and your outlook seem bright. And they seem good. Then all of a sudden, life throws a curveball. Someone in your family gets sick. You lose your job. A friend or a family member or a husband betrays you and things you felt secure all of a sudden feel shaky and you are frustrated. You know, this was a situation with Elijah. In 1 Kings, the Bible tells us that God was displeased with the people. And he sent down, uh, he sent uh, a sequia, a drought. You know, and the Bible tells us that Elijah was in the wilderness and God led him to a brook. Where the Bible says that he drank and the ravens came and he fed him. And you, the scripture tells us, and the brook dried up. You know, I always wondered about that scripture. Anybody ever been in that situation where you believe that God has led you to that place? Where you believe God has led you to that situation and you are comfortable, but all of a sudden, without any explanation, your brook dries up. Well, Elijah didn't understand this. Elijah didn't know what was going on, but Elijah had to to believe in God's plan because God had something better for Elijah. He would go to the widow's son and raise him from the dead. He would pray and fire would come down, praise God, and consume the 450 prophets. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that we may not understand God's plan. We may not like God's plan, but I want to tell you that God's plans are perfect and God's plans are for you and I and He wants something better for you and I, praise God. Doesn't the Bible tell us, lean not to thy own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge God, and God will direct your path. Praise God. 
Listen, David was a shepherd. But God had different plans for him. He would elevate him to be the king over Israel. Job was a wealthy man who just wanted to worship God and love his family and enjoy his wealth. But God had a different plan. Joseph and Mary were a young couple who wanted to get married and raise their family. But God had a different plan. He would use Mary to bring forth the king of kings and lord of lords and the savior of the world. God had a better plan. Saul of Tarsus, he just wanted to destroy the churches and destroy Christianity. But God had a different plan. He was transformed on the road to Damascus. Praise God. He wrote 13 epistles. God has the best plan for you and I. He has the best plan if you just align yourself with the will of God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. One of my favorite characters of the Old Testament was a man by the name of Gideon. You know, Gideon was a true underdog. And who doesn't like to root for the underdog? Praise God, this past week, the Lakers were the underdogs, right? (laughs) That still hurts me. Praise God. The Lakers lost in the first round. Amen. And by the way, this past Monday, a bunch of old guys whipped the young guys in basketball at the the park. Praise God. You know, I got to admit, my... I'm 49 years old. My mind goes that way, but my body goes that way. I'm not as young as I used to be, but I'm still handsome. Praise God. All right. (laughs) You know, one of my favorite characters is a man by the name of Gideon. Gideon was an underdog. You know, the enemy came and ravished his, his country. And Gideon is hiding. And you know, when Gideon calls, when God calls Gideon, he calls Gideon a mighty man of valor. Now, when he called Gideon a mighty man of valor, another translation says a mighty man of war. He called him that, and Gideon looked around and said, wow, there's no way that he could be talking about me. And God would use Gideon in a mighty and powerful way to destroy the enemy. There in your outline. It says, during the night, the Lord said to Gideon, get up. And go down against the camp because I'm going to give you into your hands. And if you are afraid to attack, go down to the camp with your servant Purah. And listen to what, what, what they are saying. Afterwards, you will be encouraged to attack the camp. So he and Purah, his servant, went down to the outpost of the camp. The Midianites and the Amalekites and, and the other eastern people had settled in the valley. Thick of locusts. Their camels could no more be counted than the sand of the seashore. And Gideon arrived just as a man was telling a friend a dream. I had a dream, he was saying. A round loaf of barley bread came tumbling into the Midianite camp. It struck the tent with such force that the tent overturned and collapsed. Verse 14, his friend responded, This can be nothing other than the sword of Gideon, son of Joash. The Israelite God has given the Midianites the whole camp into his hands. I don't know if you're familiar with the story of Gideon. But Gideon, here is Gideon. He has seen his 32,000 man army reduced to only 300 men. He is getting ready to attack a force that's many times larger than his own. 
And God was not asking Gideon for a leap in the dark. He is asking Gideon for a clear step of faith. You see, God knew Gideon's fears and Gideon's concerns. You know, when God makes plans for you, he is not asking you to take a a leap in the dark. He is just asking you to take a leap of faith. You remember the story of Peter when the Bible tells us that they were in the storm and Jesus told him, hey, go to the other side. And they are in the storm and they see a man walking on water. They thought it was a ghost. And Jesus said, do not fear, it is I. And Peter said, Lord, if it is really you, then allow me to come to you. Peter stepped out in faith and began to walk on water. And that's what God wants. When God reveals his plans to us, he is not asking us to take a leap in the dark. He is asking us to take a leap of faith because God has better plans for each and every one of us. God has a plan for you. Turn around to your neighbor and tell him, God has a plan for you. Yes, he does. Tell her, yes, he does. Or tell him, yes, he does. You know, when it comes to you and me, the Lord expects us to walk in obedience to his will. But he'll never ask us for a blind leap in the dark. He will always ask his children to respond to his plans by making his steps clear in faith. Now, you might ask, how will I know God's plans? You know, I had a friend, his name is Danny Garcia, true story. Danny Garcia, back in the year 2000, President Bill Clinton initiated this Pride uh, Month. This is Pride Month, Gay Pride Month. He worked, he, worked for, uh, he worked for Trader Joe's. And, you know, Trader Joe's had this wonderful idea that they were going to print up these T-shirts that said, I support gay pride. And my friend Danny, he, he was a Christian. He was ministering. He didn't know what to do, didn't want to wear that shirt. And he, and he pondered it, and they were supposed to wear it on a Saturday. He told his wife, he had a one-year-old child, he didn't know what to do. That night he prayed, and God gave him directions to tell his manager that he wasn't going to participate in that because of his beliefs. So that morning, Saturday morning, he, he gets up and he goes to the manager, true story, his name Danny Garcia. He went to the manager, told the manager, you know what, I'm a Christian, I can't. Because of my faith, wear this. And the manager told him, if you can't wear this, then we have to let you go. They let my friend Danny go. And he was driving home, pondering what to do, didn't know what to do. He was stopped at a red light when all of a sudden he was rear-ended. The person that rear-ended him walked out, apologized. He said, my insurance will take care of this. Unbeknownst to him, he was the CEO of a small company called Amgen out in Thousand Oaks. Danny told him the story that he had just gotten fired because of his situation. The CEO told him, show up on Monday morning. You have a job. Danny is now the lead manufacturer of Agent and Thousand Oaks. Why? Because God had a better plan for him. Let me tell you, God has a better plan for you when you align yourself with God's will and not your own. Because God's will will always be the best plan for your life. And we give God a praise. But how do we know? How will we know that God, how will we, how will I know God's plans? Well, God speaks to us in different ways. Amen. You know, God doesn't speak to us audibly. He doesn't whisper in in your ear like your wife or your girlfriend or, or someone else, right? But God does speak to us in different ways. He speaks through us through his word. 
Romans chapter 10, verse 17. He speaks through us through his spirit. Acts chapter 13. He speaks through us through other believers, as I am doing now. He speaks through us through the circumstances of life. The bottom line is this, that God will always direct your feet plainly. He will not leave you in doubt. His plans are always a declared plan. And knowing his plan requires prayer. So before you get married, pray. All right, only three. (laughs) Before buying that new house, pray. Before getting that new girlfriend, pray. Before getting that new boyfriend, pray. Before getting pregnant, pray. No, I'm only kidding. Praise God. Knowing his plan requires prayer, holiness, patience, and be sure in time God will reveal his plan. And when he does, you will see that it is a different plan, that it is a declared plan, that it is the best plan, that it is the surest plan, that it is the awesomest plan. I don't even know if that's a word, but his plan is perfect because God has the best plan for each and every one of us. Hallelujah. If that had praises for God, give it to the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, Gideon's men, they were surrounded by an army of 300 against thousands, and they were to sound their trumpets. If you're familiar with the story, go back and read it. They were to sound their trumpets, shout for the battle, and break their clay part pitchers containing the oil lamp. And God would God told Gideon that God would give them the victory, and, and he did. You know what a plan. No one ever expected, no one ever expected this type of plan. You know, I don't know how many of you grew up in the 80s, but I did. Amen. <laughs> you grew up in the 80s? You remember the A-team? You don't remember the A-team? A-team? You know, Hannibal would always say, I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> you have this big old cigar. I love it when a plan comes together. But listen. Had Gideon and his men not not been willing to follow God's plan, they would have missed out on God's best for their lives. So it is with the plans of God. There are times when the Lord will lead you in directions that you did not imagine. He'll come up with plans in your life that are distinct, that are weird, that are, that are unusual. Yet when we go his way, we will always find out that God has the best plan. You see, sometimes God will lead us into a place and, and you'll scratch your head and you'll wonder, is this God's plan? Because it's weird, it's different, it's distinct. But God always has the best Plan, praise God. Just ask uh, Joshua, can you imagine surrounding a city, hallelujah, walking around it seven times, and on the seventh time, they were to blow their trumpets, praise God, and the walls of Jericho were to come down. It was a distinct, it was a weird plan, but God told them that the walls will come down if they just follow his plan. Jehoshaphat and his men were told, 
to put down their weapons and come down that mountain singing that God would give them the victory over the, the Ammonites and the Moabites and those of Mount Seir. And you know what they did? They said, all right, God, it's your plan. We're going to put down our weapons. We're going to go down that mountain singing. And you know what happened? The enemy turned against the other and destroyed one another because they were willing to lay aside their plans and put God's plan into action. When you lay aside your plans, when you lay aside your will and you put God's plan into action, let me tell you, God will bless you because God always has a better plan for you and I. Praise God. His plan is perfect. Praise God. His plan is perfect. Let's give God a hand, praise. His plan is always perfect. Praise God. You know, if a person or a church is going to walk in the plans of God, he gives us three steps that are necessary. The first step in your outline there, and it says four, it's supposed to say one. God's plan requires, and you can write this down, surrender. God's plan requires surrender. Think about this. Gideon was a man who started off with 32,000 men. He started off following with 32,000 men. But by following God's plan, he saw his army reduced to only 300. His rank is lowered. His pride is crushed. He was reduced to a general Gideon to a Gideon barley cake. That's what they called him. He went from being considered a great leader of men to being called a dog biscuit. And that will do something to your ego. But what Gideon learned was that the fight was not about Gideon. Or his army or his enemy. The battle was about the Lord. Praise God. Gideon had come to a place where he was willing to lay his plans, his goals, his dreams, his will aside. That he might surrender it to the will of God. You see, that is what this Lord still requires of us. Those who see the reality of the fact that God has the best plan are those who turn from their plans to God's plans. And God's plan is always the best plan. And you can trust in Him. And by the way, that life is not about our plans. It's not about us. It's about the Lord's perfect will. That's right, brother. The second is that God's plan requires submission. You can write this down. God's plan requires submission. You know, we all know the verse in James 4, 8, resist the devil and he must what? And flee, right? But we don't like the first part of that verse, don't we? Because the first part of that verse says, submit yourself before God. You know, when my wife and I, we have arguments, I I use that verse in Ephesians where it says, you need to submit to me. And she says... (laughs) She doesn't cook me dinner for a week. (laughs) But you know, it's hard for us to submit. Is that right? 
We, we like to use that verse, resist the devil and he must flee. Oh yeah, he's going to flee. But you first have to submit. Because it's hard for us to submit. It's hard to, uh, for us to submit to authority. You see the, the, the yellow light and you want to gun it. No, that yellow light is not for gunning it. You need to submit to the laws of the land or else you're going to be punished. Amen? You do your taxes and, and how many dependents do you have? Well, I have 20 dependents. No, you don't. We don't want to submit ourselves to the plans. The hardest thing to do is to submit. And for God's plan to succeed, Gideon and his army had to submit to God's plan. Gideon had to watch when the first 22,000 men left. And then 970 men turned turned away and they went home taking their weapons and their potential with them. And Gideon and 300 remained and they had to walk in obedience in the plan of God. Or else the battle they were in, they had no chance at all. You see, when God's people submit to God's plan and carry out for his glory, there are victories to expect. Can someone say amen? When you submit yourself to God, amen, I said when you submit yourself to God and you align yourself with God's plan, let me tell you that you can expect victories, praise God. Can someone say amen? If you want to see the Lord's best in your life, let me tell you, then it requires obedience to his plan on your part. God is not going to force you to do anything. God is a gentleman. Yes, he is. And he will not force you to do anything. It's going to take your part. You may not like that which the Lord is telling you, but do it anyways. Because obedience, as the scripture tells us, is better than sacrifice. Amen. His command and his obedience proves that we love the Lord. And we are to submit to God. And the third, God's plan requires steadfastness. You know, if Gideon and his army was to experience the victory, they would have humbled themselves under God's hand. Surrender his plan, obey and proceed in faith. You know, it took great faith for 300 to go against thousands. It took great faith for them to take, take, uh, put down their weapons. It took great faith for them to bow and blow the trumpets and break the pitchers and shine those lights. But God answered them. God answered their faith by giving them a resounding victory. So let me tell you something. That God has a plan for your life. But don't you think that the enemy, Satan, may also have a plan for your life? Amen. God has a plan for your life. But the enemy, the devil, the adversary, el chamuco. Amen. El cucuy. He also has a plan for your life, praise God. The enemy wants you defeated, unhappy. He wants to see you miserable. But when you choose to walk in the Lord's plan, you can be confident that the best plan that gives you the victory is God's plan and not the plan of the enemy. Can someone say amen? 
Because God's plan is the best plan. Who who would have ever thought that you'd be in a place like this? Who would ever thought that you'd be raising your hands and shouting hallelujah? Who would ever thought that you'd be in a church like this acting like crazy? Amen. Who would ever thought that the enemy had a plan for your life to destroy you and to kill you? Amen. But when God came into your life, you responded to his plan. Now look at you. You are a believer saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. The spirit of the Lord is upon you. Praise God. You raise your hands. You worship the Lord. Why? Because God has a best plan for your life. Praise God. Let's give God a hand. Praise. The enemy wants to see you destroyed. He wants to see you defeated. He wants to see you on the floor. But God wants to raise you up. God wants to bless you. He wants to bless your finances. He wants to bless your job. He wants to bless your church. He wants to bless your husband. He wants to bless your children. He wants to bless every part of your life. If you just submit to the plans of God. Someone give God a hand praise. plans are the best plans praise God turn around to your neighbor tell them God's plans are the best plan he has the best plan for you praise God you may not like it you may not understand it you may cry you may throw things but submit to God's plan because God is going to give you the victory God is going to give you the blessing. God is going to give you the strength. God is going to give you the power to raise up when you're down. God is going to give you the strength to walk when you're crawling. God is going to give you the strength to raise your hands when they feel heavy. God is going to give you the strength to open up your mouth and worship the Lord when you don't want to. Why? Because God's plans are the best plans for your life. Praise God. Woo! Let's give God a hand praise. God's plans are the best plans. Can we shout it? God's plans. Come on, we're in a Pentecostal church. Let's shout it. God's plans. Woo! Hallelujah. He has the best plan for our lives. Praise God, the Midianites and the Amalekites. The Bible says that they turned against one another and they were defeated. Why? Because Gideon submitted to God's plan. Praise God. Amen. The enemy is going to flee. The enemy is going to flee when you submit to God's plan. Two said amen. Three said amen. Four said amen. Come on, somebody. The enemy is going to flee when you submit to God's plan. Praise God. God has a plan for you. And what is God's plan? That you will walk in victory. Amen. I said that you would walk in victory. Praise God. You ever wake up Monday morning, praise God, and you walk into work? What's wrong with this guy? Amen. Everybody walked in all drunk. and Amen. All borrachos or what do they call it amen but you walk in whistling why because you are a child of God God has a better plan for you amen God has given you the victory you came to day spring on Sunday you're whistling on Monday and God is blessing you on Tuesday praise God (laughs) hallelujah because the victory was won without a great army or fierce battle you know what God got all the glory 
God got all the glory. When we turn away from our plans and embrace God's plan, we are assured victory that God will get all the glory. We hope you enjoyed this message. But before you go, we want to extend an invitation to start a personal relationship with Jesus and declare Him your God. No one loves you like Jesus, and no one will impact your life for good like Jesus will. Would you make the following prayer your prayer? Heavenly Father, I repent of my wrongdoing. I open my heart, and I want to have a personal relationship with you. I trust that Jesus died so I could be forgiven, but He didn't stay dead. He rose back to life so I could have eternal life. From today on, I will follow you, transform my life through your truth and love. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations. If you made that prayer, God lives in you and now you have a new life in Him. Connect to a church so your faith and love for God can continue to grow. We believe that you can find a loving and encouraging community in Dayspring Church. Come visit us. You belong here. We would love to meet you.